Hi guys, I'm Brad Montgomery, and welcome to The Breakdown. And here we talk about science, psychology, and finance. Today we're talking about home renovations, the do's and don'ts, and some of the better ways to manage your money as far as going through the practice of home renovations. Before we get started, if you missed any of our past conversations, you can catch any of our episodes at kfoxtv.com forward slash The Breakdown, and listen along on Spotify and Apple Podcasts. Now, let's break it down. And I'm with Adrian Dominguez. She's broker owner with Amar Real Estate Group. And we're talking about home renovations. And we're going to talk about, I think we have a viewer question, first of all, that we want to kick this off with. Yes, we do. So as a realtor, as someone who deals with a lot of people buying and selling homes, uh, are there any bad renovations that you're kind of tired of seeing? Uh, honestly, I think it comes down to some paint color schemes. We're White has been the in color for the last five years. And I think in general, we're all over white. We're all over gray tones too. Right. Um, what I'm really seeing, even in the bigger markets right now, is a lot of black, okay. black uh, backsplash, black uh, tile in bathrooms, uh, juxtapositioned with natural wood tones, kind of yes. giving it that contemporary modern feel. That's really coming back into play right now. And um, people are actually, we're seeing browns again. You know, it's not a bad thing to have some brown and some wood looking features in the home. So I'm really excited about that. And it's interesting you say that because it's one thing I've noticed because, um, you know, growing up in California, some of the trends start there. And one of the trends that's kind of held on in various ways is wood. It seems like wood never really goes out. So you were saying, you know, about some of the things that are coming back and, mm-hmm. and you know, wood for me, the home that I had gotten, it had the wooden cabinetry in the kitchen and it's just that classic look. And I saw some of the stuff that is kind of this fad stuff that's going through. It maybe even particle board, you know, oh, get your cabinets updated and upgraded. And I'm like, 10 years from now, I'm going to be happy with that, you know, that strong wood look, you know, instead of having to change them out every five years, you know, it's like wood, brick, stone, some of those granites, it seems like they've really stood the test of time. They're durable materials and they're durable in fads as well. Uh, The woods on, it's the wood tones, I think that changes Mm -hmm. from year to year. And the great thing about hardwood is you can refinish it to a different tone. Um, Right now, again, the natural wood tone is in in check. A few years ago, it was that really dark chocolatey wood. Um, And then before that was that cherry wood back in the 90s kind of a thing. So there's always, wood is always in fashion. It's just, and it's easy to go and refinish. Now, what are some um, most, what are some of the most common upgrades that, that people do? Let's kind of start there yeah so and the ones that want to give you dollars back right because we don't want to just upgrade things and not make money back from it (laughs) there was a joke so when i had my real estate license i remember my brokers telling me one time he said be careful when you're trying to renovate a home you know whether it be for yourself as an investment or to live in Mm -hmm. he was saying you don't want to make it like a kingpin's hideaway you know you, you put all this money into it and then sometimes people think oh you know I've got the gold or the brass sinks and all this stuff. And so when the appraiser comes through, he's going to be so impressed. And and no, there's some things that that you really need to be cautious because you're not going to get your money back on some of them, some of the things that you might want to do. Absolutely. And I see it in flips all the time Um, and buyers. When I take buyers out to homes, you know, 
Um, we have a phrase in the industry, you know, lipstick on a pig. That's right. not what buyers want to see. They really want to see well thought out renovations. Um, so I guess my first thing I'll say is windows. Windows, you'd be surprised, especially in the El Paso area, how important updated windows can be as far as energy efficiency, making sure that those refrigerated air units actually will perform at the best way possible. I have a 1978 home and my windows have been in need of upgrading right now. Um, will windows get you dollar for dollar upgrade? Maybe not exactly, especially right. with inflation as it's gone up in pricing Good recently, right. but it'll make itself faster and for top dollar that people won't try to negotiate you down. And how, how should you decide whether to go ahead with a project? So let's say, because I mean, Part of having a house, and you know this too, there's always something you can do, right? Whether it's something you think about, you just noticed it randomly one day during a year, or whether it's something that's been on your mind for a while, how should you kind of pick which project you should move forward on? So honestly, there's projects that cost less, but add the best value mm, to it. Okay. Uh, painting, I want to say, is one of those. Uh, painting your exterior for your curb appeal. Um, most buyers right now are on Zillow or Realtor.com looking at homes. And if that first picture is not grabbing their attention, they're moving on to the next one. They're very short attention spans right now for homes. So that's one. Um, and then an interior paint, too. Okay. Um, you know, we may love our uh, navy blue <laughs> teal walls kind of a right. thing and they're really pretty and i even see it in a lot of model homes right now on the higher end luxe homes mm -hmm. but your everyday average buyer wants something more neutral in right. that respect yeah because they i guess they need to picture their stuff and their furniture being able to go with it so that would make sense so kind of neutral if you're going to go with the painting uh indoors and outdoors i would say correct okay. And that bring that does bring a lot of curb appeal. That's a very good point. And how do you how do you figure like how much you can afford? And I know you'll know a little bit about this because mm -hmm. there are you know you can pull money out of the home. There's different things you can do. Uh, what is the I don't know what the, what is the ratio that you can actually borrow against the home? So for instance, it depends on what kind of financing product. And disclaimer, I'm not a mortgage loan officer okay. here, She's but I'm not an LO. <laughs> <laughs> not an LO. But there are options to get gain access to the equity. So for instance, my go-to is if you can get the HELOC, okay. the home equity line of credit. Why? Because once you pay it off, you can keep accessing those funds mm. again and again and again, oh, even nice. to potentially invest in another property, right? But it has to be on your primary residence, the, getting that home equity line of credit, right? Um, otherwise, uh, there's just your home equity loans, your typical home equity loans, and the ratios to that, they're really only going to lend you on 80% of the value. Okay. The great thing that's happened about inflation, because mm. there's not much great about inflation, right. um, but... It makes loans. <laughs> It inflates your value, so now you have actually more access to equity, right? Which now means you might get that twenty, thirty thousand dollars you need to do a full um, remodel or renovation that you need. Okay, and what what is like? So, so is that the most common way that people 
get money or do people kind of tap into their savings or what do you generally see? Um, um, generally, I mean, a lot of people get things on loans. There's so many companies now that will actually uh, do loans for their products. For okay. instance, oh, Windows, okay. uh -huh, they'll have Windows. Now they're high interest loans. Right. Um, but if you're planning to sell very quickly, that's a really good option. Right. If you're not planning to sell, if you're planning to hold your property, don't get into those loans because you're just paying really high interest for nothing. Um, I would, you know, start with some savings, um, and then if it's your home, your primary home, access that home um, HELOC. So start with savings, and if you need some spillover, mm -hmm. then kind of get into the HELOC. Okay. Yeah. And and what are some of the ones? Now I kind of want to go through these because um, I want to do both sides of this. There's some that add value, mm -hmm. right? So we talked about painting. Yes. Um, what about like bathroom, kitchen? Those will always add value okay. as long as the choices appeal to the market overall, okay. right? Um, so you're talking about kind of the, the black mixing in some of the color schemes? Some natural wood. I mean, the white still sells. Okay. Don't get me wrong. White and gray still sell, right. but it's on its way out. Okay. So if it's something that you're not planning to sell for another few years, maybe you want to do something a little bit more um, current. Okay. I don't want to say trendy. Right. right, trendy may only last a year. Okay. So like wallpaper, don't do it if you don't have to, especially <laughs> in our 70s. area. Right. We've, we've all got that textured wall in our houses, right? right? Doesn't look right on it. <laughs> um, but um, there's that the kitchen upgrades, countertops, um, refinishing your cabinets if they're of a modern, I guess, style, okay. right? So for instance, we all have seen those kitchen cabinets from the 1990s and early 2000s that have that uh, little dip and cut mm -hmm, mm -hmm. into it. Um, really what's in modern you know, desire right now is those shaker cabinets, nice clean lines kind of a thing. So okay. maybe just even replacing the doors, not necessarily the cabinets right, if they're in good the condition, but just the doors and repainting those. That'll actually save you some money, along with countertops, um, new vanities. Vanities are fairly, fairly, uh, Inexpensive. Inexpensive yeah. to yeah. replace in bathrooms right now, and they add a lot more value. At least feels like it's been fully updated. Yeah, that's true. Yeah, you, the little vanity sink mirror thing. Yeah, mm. it really does add a lot. And lighting too. Yeah, for sure. Lighting very, very important. Yeah. Now we're talking about too. I want to talk about the things that that kind of some. I think most people know now, mm -hmm. but I want to get into pools because they don't add value. I mean, there was a time back when. I'm going to tell you two things okay, that don't add value, okay, right? Yeah. Pools, an appraiser right now, and again, I'm not a licensed appraiser, disclaimer, <laughs> but um, I've seen they only get between ten dollars and $15,000 in resale value. It doesn't matter if you installed it yesterday. Wow. Um, do you know how much pools are costing right now to install? What, You're looking 50? at about $80,000. Mm -hmm. wow. That's the last quote that one of my clients got was $80,000, and he ended up pulling the permits himself and building his own pool for half the cost at 40,000. And that was him doing it himself. Wow. Yeah. And That's, so yeah, I, I had noticed when I was we're not looking, in Kansas anymore. Yeah. Literally, <laughs> when it comes to pools, it's a different world. And I remember I would see looking for investments. Mm -hmm. I would see a home that was, didn't need a lot of work, you know, and I'd kind of look, give it a one through and once over and I was like, okay, I'm like, man, this price is okay. And then I'd see in the back, last picture, empty pool, you know, with you know, a bunch of tree branches and leaves in it and stuff. And I'm like, oh, 
man. You know how much money it's going to take to even repair pools That's now, at least yeah. 15, to 20,000, yeah. or to fill it in, right? Um, the other thing that is not giving value as much as people are being told it gives value are solar panels. Mm, yeah. Solar panels actually have stopped more sales in the last three years that I've seen than they've actually helped sell. Uh, the cost, average cost, I want to say, of solar panels in our area is about thirty to forty thousand. An appraiser's only going to give you six to ten thousand dollars in value for those right now on, on a resale. And I, I had run into there's a home that I looked at that had solar panels on it, mm -hmm. and uh, I didn't really know what to do because it was really interesting. And we ended up passing on it. The home was a decent enough home, mm -hmm. and it was a, it was a nice. Uh, price mm -hmm. but i want to say the the battery like the batteries were gone mm -hmm. and i don't know if they had said they had to take the batteries or whatever i don't remember they had to like disconnect i don't remember what the deal was but the batteries weren't there so all that was there were the solar panels and so there we were and so so well, what do i do he's like well you can either then remove the solar panels at that point he's like or you can try to find some battery batteries and and i i we ended up not having to worry about it. We ended up moving on to another one, but that was that was very interesting, kind of running into that. So, so that could be more trouble than it's worth. So, I guess if you're going, to, so this is one of those things. If you're going to do pool or solar panel, it's for you. It's for you, and you, you're wanting to hold you're on to that investment there. for 15 years minimum for a pool, or just because you got your use out of it, you enjoyed it, um, and that's where the value is uh, with solar panels too. Um, what you have to be careful is that they don't completely wipe away your electric bill. They may only produce certain percentage of your usage. And so you have to do the math over the long term and see if it's a right for you. Your house, depending on where it even faces, can affect its pr uh, production. Because yeah, then you'd be like on the south or something like that, if it's better on the west. True south, south is, south, yeah, yeah. I mean, it's better to be facing south. But if your home faces... Um, east west on the roof east west on the roof yeah you're not gonna get great coverage there maybe 40 percent coverage yeah so okay very interesting so pools and solar panels are the biggest drawbacks are there any other like you know that are not maybe as much of a drawback but maybe a little little traps that people can get like too hung up on as far as like trying to redo or add i want to say over doing it on the landscaping okay. um, because oh, you're not gonna get that back, huh? you may not get it back, uh, dollar for dollar back. I've seen people invest $15,000 into their landscaping and you may only get 4,000 of it back. Now, will it sell faster? Yes. If your home's priced under 300,000, could you see multiple offers and people fighting over your house still? Yes, if you have really pristine landscaping, but the main home is where you really got to focus on. Okay on the inside. And I think, you know, and it's it, it, looking at it from a buyer's perspective, I think part of that is because if you see a kind of a blank landscape, it's kind of a blank canvas. That's not gonna, you know, for me, that never killed the deal. You know, I was like, okay, well, I'll have to do this, but it was kind of up to me. You know, if, if I saw one that was really nicely landscaped, it may not have been exactly how I wanted. You know, if, it, if it's over landscaped, and so you're not going to get that money back. And then some buyer, like you said, it, overall, I think most buyers would be interested in it. But if you could save that money, 
-hmm. not landscape at all if you're if you're looking to sell mm -hmm. then you don't have to worry about it and like i said a potential buyer is not going to come in and be like oh well you know they're, they're going to kind of look at that well you know the wife may want to do this with it you may want to do that with it so you know we keep some of the grass for the dog or whatever as far as rentals go though artificial turf i think is where it's at you and know, i was going to ask you about that okay yeah. so because that's come a long way 20 years ago it didn't look <laughs> anywhere like it does right now it yeah looks like, that's and good feel that's a nice way to put it, it. <laughs> so so um, so that that's the way to go for for rentals so. i think so i mean and as a property manager myself too we see it all the time where tenants just don't think about watering as much as they should in our desert climate right and you know you want their stay to be as comfortable as possible um also they're having to pay up the water bill that's true too. you know they may not be motivated to water your grass that's as right. you are so artificial turf um and especially pet friendly artificial turf um is I had one really where, ideal where uh, they they stopped watering the lawn <laughs> I had, I had programmed the sprinklers and everything. I thought I'd done all this great stuff, you know, make it easy. And uh, I'd gone over there with the property manager and the lawn was completely, I mean, there was bare dirt yeah. in some areas. And they had, they had a couple of dogs. And then the pecan tree was like, I mean, you know, pecan trees are pretty tough. Yeah. You know, they do like a lot of water, but they're, you know, they're from Texas. They're actually pretty tough trees. That pecan tree was like, barely hanging on Aww. and i think it was probably about 10 years old yeah. and i think it was like six feet tall oh gosh so and i remember i was annoyed and i told the property i was like can you tell them the water i'm like and he so he did he's like just throw a little water on that tree, tree. just just at least the tree while. right but to your point if you don't have stuff like that if you don't you know have trees if you don't have lawn you don't have to worry about it at all and, and the tenants don't have to worry about it because at the end of the day it is coming out of their pocket too Correct. especially watering a lot and it's also really desirable too for resale um, it looks green all year it's easy maintenance maybe you have to do some weeding but there it's just how you prep it too so what okay so now let's talk about from the perspective of you know you're the homeowner and you want this for you mm -hmm. how much is it running now as far as like because it used to be fairly expensive, and again, it it didn't look as good as it does now. No. Mm -hmm. So, how much does it cost now for you, like your average size yard? Uh, average size yard in El Paso, I want to say lot sizes are about seven thousand. I want to say on mm -hmm. average yeah. uh, square feet. Um, let's say you're only turfing maybe five thousand, forty five hundred of it. Um, you're probably looking about six to seven thousand dollars for. Maybe. So I would say about $12,000, but it's going to last you. And how, how long? Okay. So you know a little bit about it. What, what, um, how long does it last? I mean, how long is that? How do you, how do you clean it? Mm -hmm. And how many years can you expect to, to really get out of it? So from my knowledge, right. And it's very minimal, but the, uh, typically they'll last you about a good 10 years or so. Okay. Um, if you maintain them very well. Um, I say pet-friendly ones because, you know, obviously uh, pets do their business on these kinds of Our producer pieces. was just actually, actually asking about that earlier. Um, so. And, and pet-friendly ones actually allowed it 
stuff to be absorbed into the into the ground kind of a thing they're a little bit better that way so that actually doesn't stay and stain the turf itself kind of a thing so and um really you know hosing it down uh once a week and making sure that you know it's not getting stained long term you just literally hose it down i've seen people do that uh a leaf blower because I have pines. I don't know how many yeah, of y'all have pines and yeah. the needles. They're the bane of my existence. Yeah. <laughs> but um, uh, but yeah, but if you have, you know, a lot of uh, tree clippings and things like that, it's really easy to maintain with a blower. And some people say that it could still get pretty hot, you know, as far mm-hmm. as like for, you know, little kids, for pets. Yeah. Do they have anything that they can, that they're putting underneath now or whatever that so not, or do they still get pretty hot? Does the artificial turf still get pretty I hot? I think that's the one drawback, okay. is that they still get pretty warm. And, and again, if, it depends on the direction of your yard, too. If you get afternoon sun, maybe not the best choice for you. Um, morning sun only, um, and you avoid the, the really hot temperatures of the day, it may be a good option for you, too. All right, sounds good. And are there any um, pitfalls that could arise, you know, before you really even start... Uh, any of these projects like are there any are there any surprises that you should watch out for before you get your heart set on something or too set on something be if you're hiring out contractors be very very clear on exactly what you want and pricing everything before jumping into the project because uh, you don't want to be midway through your renovation and I mean, there always will be surprises yes, along the way, yeah, right? We have can't have a little extra, little something. Hey, we're going to need to fix this right. in order to do this the right way, right? Which you should budget for those kinds of expenses. Um, but um, get everything in writing, and then only um, negotiate, you know, a deadline in your contracts with oh, the contractors. De- negotiate those deadlines, and then also negotiate a, you know, reduction. In price every day they go past the deadline. Oh, wow. okay. I know a I lot of folks do who don't do that, yeah. and folks, and that's that's where you run into you know a lot of these fraudsters who take your money and and then head out. If someone's willing to sign an, an actual contract with you negotiating uh, deadlines, then you know you've got a good one. That's a good point. Yeah, because fraudsters not going to do that. No, they're <laughs> just going to take your money and run. Yeah, and that's interesting. You don't want to be on Crime Stoppers. Right. So. <laughs> And, and is it usually like for the larger projects, is it usually payment thirds or halves or how does that usually? Um, typically 20%. 20%. Um, and then as a project gets completed, certain uh, deadlines get met. You can have multiple deadlines for different parts of the project too, right? Um, yes, there are certain delays that can happen, especially you saw it with COVID, you know, all these materials just didn't get here on time and that right. kind of a thing. But Wood prices were way up. Wood prices yeah. were way up. Yeah. Um, and then after, you know, we kind of started coming back to work, transport started going up. That's right. Price of gas and everything started going up. So we, I mean, there was always a Supply reason chain. for a supply chain issues yeah that's right. Yeah. yeah that's right yeah and that was really uh complicated there for a little while because you go to like i think i was looking for faucets or something and our faucet covers or something like that was mm. and they was like empty at home depot and i went back like three weeks later and the same things that were empty were still empty okay. it's just the supply chain stuff was just was just nuts and that can obviously affect price too so have you ever had to like yourself i don't know renegotiate like if, if stuff ended up being more expensive and how does that how did you handle that well that's something we at least you know i see this more in the new home builds right okay. now where they're negotiating into the contracts you know that 
If prices go above a certain amount um, during the build, let's say 5%, um, we'll have to come back to the table and renegotiate or we'll let things go. When it comes to renovations, once they start, they're you don't want them to stop, true. right? That's, That's true. It's a very different kind of a thing. Have them basically just get on it, get it done as soon as they can. Yeah, so I wouldn't say there should be any price renegotiations because it should be done within the market time. It's not like a new home. Now, th this actually brings me to another question that that's, um, I think a lot of people will want to know, and this is something I've kind of struggled with through the years, and I've been really, really lucky. But how do you find, you know, some of these contractors for some of the renovations that you want to do. I've, I've come across a really good guy. He's done a lot for me. And he was from originally from Isleta. And so, and he was a painter and a roofer. And then, but whatever he couldn't do, uh, his name's Robert, Robert Murillo. Uh, shout out to Robert. But whatever he couldn't do, yeah, he was great. He would know other people that could. And so he was very trustworthy. Obviously, I've known him for almost a decade now. But then he knows who he can trust. So, but if you're just like kind of fresh on the scene, how do you find somebody that you can trust? You know, I think reaching out to a home flipper in the area, okay. they tend to have really good contacts on who to use one um, because they go back to the same people on several different properties. So it's not just a one-time thing right. uh, for them. Um, that's one. Two is just looking for licensed and bonded folks. Okay. Uh, because if they've gone through the licensing portion, they're going to pull permits correctly. Mm -hmm. um, of course, it's going to cost you a little bit more, but it's going to be done the right way. Uh, and you'll be surprised. A lot of uh, things that are fixed without permits, you start seeing problems when oh, you yeah. go to sell the property. Yeah, so. oh, yeah. the inspector comes through. Mm -hmm. um, it, now, really quickly, and, and just as kind of just from what you've seen, is is good credit a factor in wanting to do home renovations? And, and if so, how does that play? I actually um, have spoken to a trusted lender of mine about HELOCs recently, and uh, some companies are requiring a 700 credit score to oh, do wow. HELOCs. Okay, interesting. Right? Um, and, and that's to stave off, you know, mm -hmm. so much lending, mm -hmm. right? Um, the other thing has been... Um, People don't care so much about, you know, your credit score as long as the equity is there and that they get to be in the second lien position. Uh, okay. If you've got a mortgage, <laughs> you know, they, it, they a lot of first mortgages or the main mortgages don't want second lien holders or junior lien holders on it. So you want to make sure that you're um, if you're hopefully you're paid off on the home and you're able to use the 80% freely. And if not, you know, check in with your current mortgage to see maybe they have products that they're willing to, to sell you to because if they're the ones doing it, they're more likely to, to lend the hand. Yeah, because it benefits them as well. Mm -hmm. So, okay. All right, and you have a book that I you do. were telling me about. So let's talk about that. So it's a little something um, I wrote and it's called How to Sell Homes Fast for Top Dollar. Okay. It's for sellers and I actually use uh, pre my experiences in the past mm -hmm. Uh, to help inform on what I've seen has helped sell homes fast, but for top dollar. Um, now, um, on that to that end, will it get you something that's still out of market value, like crazy out of market? No, unless you were to tear down walls, redo 
plumbing, redo electrical, then I've seen things, you know, go way above uh, the typical market, right? right. But um, my book talks about a lot of these tips that we spoke about today. It talks a lot about uh, even curb appeal. Just changing your front door is a really cheap, easy fix nice. that'll add curb appeal, things like that. And then um, has tips on pricing. It has tips on um, how to negotiate um, and the do's and don'ts of negotiating okay. and how sellers tend to shoot themselves in the foot when working with buyers. So I took in all of my knowledge in my eight years in real estate and awesome. put it into a little book. So. That sounds good. We'll look forward to that. Well, thank you again for coming on. Thank you. <laughs> and learned a lot. And yeah, so home renovations, do's and don'ts. We learned a lot today. If you enjoyed this conversation, make sure to comment, subscribe, and share it with your friends. You can check out our past archive of episodes on kfoxtv.com or listen on Spotify and Apple Podcasts. Thank you so much for breaking it down with me, and we'll see you next time here on The Breakdown.